Second Timothy, the third chapter. Today I take my text, but before I take my text, I want to say happy Pentecost to you. Today is Pentecost Sunday. This is the 50 days after or the Sunday after Easter, 50 days later, where the Holy Spirit made his way to the upper room. And fire spread among all the people who were in that room. Just like there's fire among us here today. My text today comes from the 14th through the 17th verses of 2 Timothy, the third chapter, and I will read those. Paul told Timothy, but you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them, and that from childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete thoroughly equipped for every good work. God, I thank you for this opportunity this morning. I thank you, God, for the sweet, sweet move of the Holy Spirit. And I pray, dear Heavenly Father, that this word will resonate with all of us today as each of us are your children. We each belong to you. And God, we pray that we will grow and be a little bit stronger after having heard the word. And I pray, dear Heavenly Father, that you would use me to your glory. Speak through me. Say whatever you want to say, Holy Spirit, however you want to say it. Preach. Holy Spirit, preach. Teach. Holy Spirit, teach. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Our topic for today is study the word. And we know what the word is. It's the word of God. But our topic is study the word. It is more than a book. In both of Paul's letters to Timothy, who who was his protege and who was his son in the ministry, the apostle Paul reminds Timothy and each of us uh, that we are living in the last days. 
I've been hearing that phrase all my life. And I'm sure many of us have here too. That we are living in the last days. And some of us are probably wondering when the last days are going to come. But you see, that's not up to us. We just are called to be living in the last days. But I still encourage us today to study the word. It's more than a book. According to Paul's predictions and prophecies, these are perilous times. And when you study the word and you look in the book, you will find that these perilous times will get worse. Paul predicted some 2,000 years ago godlessness and worldliness were invading the church and it would get worse. So Paul wrote this letter to encourage Timothy to continue to fulfill his ministry, to fulfill his responsibilities as a leader in the church. And actually, Paul's letter is not just for Timothy. Paul's letter, his letter is for all believers. Because each of us, as disciples and followers of Christ, are called to conduct ourselves as Christians. This letter from Paul also is an encouragement for us to take this word seriously and to take our focus seriously our spiritual discipline for the month is scripture study and as you know God calls us to always read the word in verses 1 through 5 of our scripture Paul described the characteristics and behaviors of people in the last days. If you noticed, Paul said, but mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. Uh, People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money. Can you identify? Can you relate? People will be boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving. And gosh, I'm not finished yet. Paul just broke it down to us. He said there will be, there'll be slanderous without self-control, brutal, 
but not lovers of the good. Treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness but denying its power. And he ends that passage with saying, have nothing to do with such people. That's why he's calling us to study the word today. I'm sure that a lot of folk don't know that he wrote this over 2,000 years ago, but it still represents us today and right now. The last days are the period of time that actually began with the life and ministry of Christ while he was here on earth. And the last days refers particularly to the state of the church before the second coming of Christ. And these are indeed grievous, dangerous, challenging, grueling, and difficult times. And Paul warns Timothy, Tim, Timothy not to get involved with Christ-denying deceivers. Do you know there are folk out there like that today? Uh, they, they will befriend you and think that they can convert you to denying Christ. That's why it's so important for us to study the word for ourselves, to know truth for ourselves. It's very important. Do you know that when our will is dedicated to God, Satan is always ready to attack? Do you know he doesn't like it when we know that we are in God's presence. Amen. He doesn't like the fact that we love the Lord. And so he's going to do anything he can to, to interfere with our relationship with God. Do you know that when our will is dedicated to God, I ask us again, that Satan is on attack. Our text encourages us to remain faithful to the word of God because the only answer to Satan's lies is God's truth. Uh, We can be sure that during these last days there will be more and more challenging times and we will be more and more challenged to live for Christ. Timothy's relationship to the Bible is outlined in our scripture lesson and it began when he was a child and he learned Old Testament scriptures from his mother Eunice and his grandmother Lois. And he, his mother and grandmother, they didn't merely uh, give him the facts. They also gave him the assurance 
and a spiritual understanding. I don't know if you can remember. Well, it hasn't been that many years ago. When I used to go to the card class at Sunday school. Y'all remember that? And we would go to the card class. Even though we couldn't read. I see some smiles out there. Even though we could not read, we would go to the card class. And the teacher would tell us, what does that picture look like to you? That's all we could do was read the picture. And then at the end or after the class or at the end of the class, she'd ask, well, who wants to take the offering up for the class today? You know, we used to have to take it to the superintendent. Y'all don't know. Y'all. Oh, okay. And, 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 uh, and we'd get up there. And we couldn't read. But she'd tell us, well, what is your Bible verse today? It was usually Jesus wept. Or oh, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. We learned those things. And you see, some of us may think that that does not mean very much. But the fact that I'm an adult now, and I understand that the Lord is indeed my shepherd, and I shall not want, and that grace and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And that's because they started teaching me a long time ago. Uh, Something that I could hold on to. Couldn't read a word. But I knew Jesus wept. And I knew that the Lord is my shepherd. Uh, Timothy knew for himself the truth of the word. Timothy did not depend on on others to defend the word for him. You see, he was taught from real small. And many of us today are still teaching our children. And even though they can't read, they still go to Sunday school. I remember in our case, we went to Sunday school on Sunday morning, and it didn't matter how bad our stomach was hurting that we went uh, to church. The Bible is the inspired word of God. And this same Bible, according to 2 Timothy 1, uh, uh, 2 Peter 1, 20 through 21 says, above all, you must realize that no prophecy in scripture ever came from the prophet's own understanding or from human initiative. No, those prophets were moved by the Holy Spirit and they spoke from God. And you know what happens in this case is that all scripture is God breathed that's what I'll call it 
Though the prophets were human, God inspired the prophets to write. Uh, so their message was authentic and reliable. How do you think that Paul was able to tell us something 2,000 years ago and is happening now? Aren't we still lovers of ourselves? Aren't we still full of ourselves? Pompous and all of this. We were told that years ago. And the word still tells us we are living in the last days. Ah, you remember when Eve was in the garden in Genesis 3 and the serpent, you know, he was the shrewdest of all wild animals that the Lord had made. And one day he asked Eve, did God really say? You know, that's how he is, you know. And he's going to say the same thing to you and me every now and then. He thinks he could get us off God. Amen. You know, did, did, did God really tell you that you ought to love that person that you don't like so much? Amen. Did God really say that to you? Did God really, he asked her, say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden. Ha, Satan said, of course you may eat fruit from the trees. It's only fruit. But God said, you must not eat it or even touch it. If you do, you will die. You see, the word of God is not just a book. We have to study it and know it for ourselves. And when we get into it, there's some real serious things in that book that makes us wonder how did they know it was going to still be happening in 2019. But I say to us today that God is the God of truth. Yes. Deuteronomy 32.4 says that he is the rock and his deeds are perfect. Mm -hmm. Everything he does is just and fair. He is faithful. Uh, he's, a, he's a faithful God who does no wrong. And he's just. Jesus is the truth. John 14 and 6. Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. But Satan will make you think that you can go to the Father. Amen. You can get around all of that. Amen. But I'm telling you, you got to Know the word for yourself. Understand the word for yourself. Because at the end, you're going to find yourself in a place where you did not intend to go. The word is truth. John 17 and 17 says, make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is truth. 
If any among us today are saying, well, I don't have time to study that word. One scripture a day? Less than two or three minutes? Study the word. We are living in the last days. I can't say it enough. And so I want us to know today that the purpose of the Bible, of Bible study is just not to understand the doctrine or be able to defend the truth. The ultimate purpose is for equipping the believers. The Bible is the word of God that equips believers who read it. Now, if you don't read it, you won't know what it says. If you don't read it, you'll find yourself out there by yourself, not knowing what the word is all about. Some people don't even know that we're living in the last days. Some people don't know that Satan is just as crazy and foolish as he was 2,000 years ago. And if we give him a minute, he will change our whole world. My brothers and my sisters, we do not have the assurance that things are going to get better. But then, the other part of that is that we Christians can become better people. And even in those bad and difficult times, we can still be better people. Uh, We must separate ourselves from that which is not God's truth. I know we ain't preaching today. I'm just telling you the truth. And this is what studying means because the Bible is not just a book. Someone said it's just not that book that you open it up to the Psalms because the Psalms is in the middle of the book. And you open it up and you set it on the coffee table. And then you brush it off every now and then. There was an old uh, a, a poem I used to hear, and I learned a little bit of it. It said, if Jesus came to your house to spend a day or two, if he came unexpectedly I wonder what you would do oh I know that you would put the Bible in the place of some where some other things were you change your whole life around but God gives us even in these last days an opportunity to change some things around and we can start with ourselves 2 Timothy 2 and 15 says, we know it. We know it by saying, study to sow yourself approved. But the version I read lets us know. You see, study does not mean study in the way we understand it. Study means be diligent. Ah, uh, be diligent. Work hard so you can present yourself to God and receive and receive his approval not man's approval but God's approval 
be a good worker, one who does not need to be ashamed, and who explains the word of truth. Avoid worthless and foolish talk that only leads to more godless behavior. You know why? Because God will examine what kind of workers we have been before him. And so I say to us again, study, be diligent. Don't pick it up today and, don't, and then don't pick it up again for another four or five weeks. Be diligent so you'll know who you are and whose you are. Every person, saved or unsaved, is going to have to face the judgment seat. And not one of us is an exception. All sin and no person who sins will be able to avoid judgment. And the other thing about judgment is that mama can't go to judgment for us. Daddy can't go to judgment for us. Every tub has to sit on its own bottom. But there's good news today. Paul said these words to Timothy. He said, a good soldier, be a good soldier of Christ. Timothy, my dear son, be strong through the grace that God gives us in Jesus Christ. You've heard me, Timothy, teach things that have been confirmed by many reliable witnesses. Now teach these truths to other trustworthy people who will be able to pass them on to others. The fourth verse says, soldiers don't get tied up in the affairs of civilian life. For then they cannot please the officer who enlisted them. And hardworking farmers should be the first to enjoy the fruit of their labor. And then there's more good news today. Although we may suffer hardships, the word of God promises that living by the book, someday we will live eternally with God. That book has insurance and assurance that one day we're going to live with Christ and we will share in the kingdom and all the comfort it provides. No more aches, no more heartaches, no more pain. No more handicap stickers. Ah, no more wheelchairs. None of that. We're going to be able to be able to spend eternity with God. And there won't even be any more wondering about what tomorrow is going to bring. When I was a little girl, I reminisce now, I guess because I moved back home. We always talk about we're going to sit down by the side of the river. What a time. What a time. What a time. When all God's children get together. What a time. What a time. 
What a time. We ain't going to have to worry about nothing. We ain't going to even have to worry about meals. We aren't going to even have to worry about making it in by a certain time. Where we can just praise God all the day long. Ah, that's what I like about it. And then all this stuff that we got here, we don't even need it up there. Because we've got better and we've got greater. Study the word, y'all. Make sure you recognize that it's more than a book. It's instruction. It's teaching us and showing us what we need to do to get in to heaven. I was vacuuming a few weeks ago, and I got tired of vacuuming. And I said, Lord, you know what? When I get to heaven, I want hardwood floors. I I don't know if they got carpet up there, but I just don't want to have to vacuum when I get to heaven. But we aren't going to worry about it anyway. We don't have to walk in streets of gold. Ha! Ah, the Bible is more than a book. We don't understand that because we think that what we have here, there's nothing better than what we have. But I'm telling you today, there's something whole lot better, greater. Ah, more more gold than you think of. More of anything that you need now. Things that you worry about. Things that you say I'd like to have, Uh but I can't afford. It's not an issue. In closing, Mm -hmm. I learned through study of verse 15 of our text. The word study, like I told you, it has nothing to do with the books. It means be diligent, be zealous, be working, be hardworking. And and then there's something else. Uh, 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 He talked about rightly dividing. Means cutting straight (laughs) and and plowing straight and cutting a straight board and sowing a straight seam. Rightly dividing. The word of God, an approved worker, diligently studies the word and seeks to apply it to his or her own life. On the other hand, an ashamed worker wastes time. Study the word, y'all. Live the word. Walk the word. Talk the word. I used to think that, oh, this word is so uncool. But now that I know what I know, it's the coolest thing I ever read because it's telling me about things that are going to happen and I see them and they're happening right before my eyes. I want you to hear the description of the book that Paul encouraged Timothy to keep close to him. Not only to read it, but to study it. Apply it to his life daily because it's more than a book. This book contains the mind of God, the state of man, 
the way of salvation, the doom of sinners, and the happiness of believers. Study it for yourself, y'all. It may be uncool today, but there's going to time, a come a time when you're going to want somebody to bring me a Bible. I need to read this word. Read it while you can read it for yourself. Read it while you are in your right mind. This book I'm talking about, its doctrines are holy. Its precepts are binding. Its histories are true. And its decisions are not susceptible to change. God is God. And God don't change. Don't y'all sing that song? Yeah. Read the book. Read it for yourself. And read it to be wise. Believe it to be safe. And practice it to be holy. 